the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. at Faith Talk 1360, faithtalk1360.com. And please go to our website, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all of the shows on a podcast as uh, this is the uh, this is a listener guided show so on our website you'll see a little purple button if you'd like to uh, donate to this ministry at some point but i'm uh, really thrilled to have as my guest today um should i call you reverend no okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're a reverend person but reverend um my my guest is levi park and chief ministry officer with the louise Palau Association, and we're going to learn all about that. But first, um, Eva, let's let's take a look at how you got to this point in your life. Give us give us your backstory, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be with you again, Art. So many years of knowing you and your <laughs> friendship. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in Mexico, in Texas. My parents were missionaries, and uh, so I I grew up in in that environment, just uh, being able to. Uh, really, I, I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior when I was about six years old. Oh, wow. Um, but um, I, I really grew up, you know, in that environment of seeing my dad and my mom uh, really just serve, um, you know, people in Mexico and people on the border of Texas. Um, my dad established a church there about a quarter mile from the Rio Grande the real Grand River that you know separates U.S. from Texas, yeah. and uh, many people would cross the the river going to Houston, Dallas, the big cities to get you know to look for work. Yeah. But they would stop at our church to get you know water and food and respite, and uh, so we would minister to people uh, that way as well as just the people in the community. And we ended up planting about eleven churches in different parts of Mexico. Uh, so that was my my uh, you know my upbringing. And so from an early age, I just uh, was able to uh, see how my parents loved on people and uh, see the power of God and how it changes lives. And uh, just seeing so many people, their lives transformed, um, you know, spiritually, as well as, you know, being able to help them in, the, in their physical needs as well. Yeah, that's great. So um, this, is, this is not a political show. But I'm going, to, I'm going to say that's tough duty today, right? Oh, that is With that all is that's going on in the at the at the border these days. Yeah, being a mission there, I imagine there's missions in that area. Yeah, 
yeah, you know, many people ask Great me, you know, what do you what do you think about yeah. all the situation? Yeah. And you know, my my uh, answer is always, uh, uh, you know, people are people. God made people. Uh, you know, and and God calls us to love people, yes. and yeah, there are you know situations and laws that we have to to follow and and whatnot. But the ultimate call is love, and yes. uh, you know, serve. Uh, and there's power in that, and you're, there's transformational power in God's love. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty uh, shocking, and and. I'm glad to hear that, (laughs) that there's still a lot of mission work going on there. Uh, Tell us about your service with the uh, Luis Palau Association as chief ministry officer. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll tell you a little bit about how I got there. Yes. Uh, You know, I was uh, serving as a pastor in a church in Tucson, Arizona in the late 90s, 1999, and a group of churches came together and said, hey, what if we invite the Palau Association uh, to Tucson, Arizona, uh, to partner with us and to, you know, proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in Tucson? And so my church was one of those churches that was involved in that, and I got to know the Palau family, and I got to know that Luis Palau, you know, was from Argentina, and he grew up there, and uh, he was uh, an evangelist. He was personally mentored by Billy Graham, and uh, and then started his own ministry, and you know had impacted you know all around the world, and so uh, it was great you know that our church could be involved in this, and we saw just such an impact you know, and so so that's how I met the Palau uh, family, and that was in 1999, and then in 2005 they uh, contacted me, asked if I'd uh, come and work with them full time, and so we we did, we prayerfully left the church uh, in Tucson and um, have been working with them uh, since, almost 18 years. That's probably about the time we met. Almost, yes. I, I was served on that committee. Yeah. That brought, brought. Well, that was in Tucson, but and then in, in 2011, something happened here in Arizona City Fest in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you travel the world with that association, right? Yes, yes. It's It's been, it has been... I tell people, uh, you know, I, I almost feel sometimes like I need to pay the Palau Association <laughs> to work for them just because, I mean, it's just such a a, a fulfilling, uh, you know, job in the sense of it's not a job, really. You know, it's a yeah. calling. Yes. And it's such a fulfilling calling just to see um, how people's lives are changed and just uh, the opportunities there are, you know, not just in the U.S., not just, uh, you know, in uh, certain states, but literally all around the world. Yeah. So um, you have you have witnessed probably millions of people, right? Uh, That whole ministry. But it's been around for what, 60 years? Yeah. Yeah. About 60 years. 1963, uh, Luis Palau started the, the Palau Association. Wow, and and I I think to this day, even though Luis is no longer with the family, the it's picked up by sons to carry it forth. Uh, but um, he's still it, the electronic part of that TV, radio, all kinds of platforms are still there, right? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, Luis Palau, he passed away. It'll be two years in March. Wow. And uh, but he has four sons. Uh, Kevin Palau is the president of the Palau Association. We're based in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Andrew Palau, uh, which has a great story. It's maybe one day uh, you'll, you'll you'll talk to him and hear his story of how he came to Christ at 27 years of age. Uh, he is now the chief evangelist, uh, you know, with the Palau Association, travels around the world and, uh, you know, shares uh, the gospel. And then he uh, and then two other sons as well. And um 
So, yeah, the ministry continues on. Um, digital is one of the things, of course, uh, during the, the pandemic, we saw just such a surge in, of yeah. need, uh, you know, with the digital ministry. And we see hundreds of thousands of people on a weekly basis responding to Christ, uh, you know, uh, contacting us for spiritual, you know, direction and questions. So that's one of the things that we do. We still do uh, City Fest uh, movements all around the world. We go in and partner with the churches uh, in the local area uh, to proclaim the gospel in a, in a visible way and activate every follower of Jesus Christ to say, hey, you know, it's your responsibility, it's your call to, you know, to share the gospel. Let's provide this space, this fun, you know, festival that you can invite your friends, a person that serves you coffee at Starbucks every morning. You know, it's not an accident, you know, <laughs> that uh, God has allowed you to intersect with, you know, different people at work or your neighbors or whatever. So let's use this, you know, space to, you know, to, to expose them to the gospel. And then we also have a, a, another ministry that called Global Network of Evangelists, which is a network of about a thousand evangelists around the world. I mentioned to you that Luis Plow was, um, you know, mentored by Billy Graham. He always had that heart to pour into the the, the young generation. Wow. So there's about a thousand evangelists that are affiliated uh, with the Plow Association as well. Wow, and and we all know about Billy Graham's ministry and and how how powerful that was to be. Uh, I, I I don't want to say he was a mentored by Billy. But maybe he was. He was, personally, yeah. yes. Wow. Yeah, so as a youngster, you know, in uh, uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, uh, he and, and Billy Graham connected, and uh, uh, Billy Graham also was even instrumental in, you know, seeding into when he started his ministry. And so there's a close friendship there, you know, for, for years. Yeah. Um, just a side story, uh, I happened to be in Washington, D.C. on some business, and this is as uh, Billy Graham died. And he was resting in state wow. at, at the Capitol. And uh, I saw I was just happened to be there that day and was able to walk in and visit the, the coffin of Billy Graham. That is amazing. As it, he was lying in state. And I think I, I'm probably at risk of saying this, but I think he was the only non- government person ever to be to lay in state i uh-huh. I, I may be wrong with that yeah but uh at that time and there's a great side story about the coffin he was in it happens to be from a prison made by by prisoners in louisiana oh wow it's a great story wow but anyway um gosh you're 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 so instrumental in this entire association and uh you're you're seeing people respond to the good news of the gospel tens of thousands of people's lives are impacted that's got to i mean how does that feel to be around that energy i uh, i i never have been encased in that kind of uh work but you're in it all the time yeah as i said that's our, powerful yeah it's 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 fulfilling it's it's great to see uh you know how the power of the gospel changes a person and that we're able to be a part a small part of what God is doing you know in the world uh, we have a great team around the world uh, you know that that we all work together and uh, you know many of us are good friends as well yeah. and uh, so that helps you know but yeah it's it's just amazing you know um, one of one of my favorite passages is in, in John where it says um, um, you know, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life in abundance. Yeah. And to be able to see that actually happen in people's lives, you know, 
um, it's, it's exciting. You know, I was I was standing by this uh, guy in a, in a big city, one, a city that we had done a city fest in uh, in the past, and um, this is a city of millions of people. And I happen to be standing in a church. This is years later um, in, in the back, and I'm standing by this guy. And I, I always like to ask people, you know, how did you come to Jesus? How did you, you know? How did you learn about Jesus? And you know, and um, so I asked him, and he said, "Well, man," he said, um, he he, had, he was in the military, and he said, uh, "My wife left me, and I was just going through." He said, "I was depressed, I was suicidal, and I was just going through one of the roughest times of my life. Mm-hmm. It's in despair." And this friend of mine invited me to this this festival that was happening in the city. So I said, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go. And he said, I, I ended up going. And as I was walking onto the grounds, there's this guy up there speaking. And it happened to be Luis Palau. <laughs> and he said, right there, I fell on my knees. Oh my and I, I just turned to God. And this had been about two years before. And he was in that church. He was growing. He was being discipled. But the funny thing are, is that festival, I had directed it. And to be able to hear, you know, this is fruit, you yeah. know, from something that happened, uh, you know, two years previous. And here's this guy in the church. God got a hold of his life, you know, from in despair, depressed, suicidal. Yeah. And God changed his life, you know. And so to see that and to see that, you know, time after time. And, and those are the ones that we hear about, you know, and not, <laughs> not all the other ones that, you know, we may not hear about until we, you know, get to heaven. Yeah, you uh, the mail must carry a lot of those no- notices to you, though. Yeah, a lot we of do. stories, right? We do. Um, so, hey, if you're if you're late coming to the Rescuers Radio Show uh, today, uh, my guest is uh, Levi Park, Chief Ministry Officer with the Luis uh, Palau Association, and um, so sixty years uh, for any ministry is a long time. Yeah, it is. Uh, to keep that engine running, right? So, um, and, and you've been a part of it for how long? Uh, going on eighteen years now. Eighteen years. Yeah. So, eighteen years of that sixty years, you've you've been in touch with him and the ministry and and traveling and everything that comes with that, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. So, um, uh, I noticed when I witnessed the one here in Phoenix. Uh, and we thought that was in 2009. It was or in 2011, 20, if I remember 2011. correctly. Yeah, and we served together on the you know, on the committee here, the it, organizing it, committee. It was down by Tempe uh, Town Lake, Lake Town yeah. Lake Park. Yeah, and I think there were around 110,000 people over the t- couple days. I think that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just just amazing, and who and who knows how far they traveled from? It yes. just wasn't, wasn't all Phoenix, probably, but. Mexico, I mean, right? Yeah, we, we saw come people from, all from, over. from uh, down uh, Hermosillo, Nogales, Tucson, you know, other areas. And, you know, the, the thing about it are, is, you know, we really like to look at these not as events, but really movements, yeah. you know. And, you know, our calling is to proclaim the gospel, yeah. unite the church, and impact cities. And, you know, some of the things that we saw, and you and I experienced it together with the, it was a big team, you know, I think yeah. well over a hundred people that were organizing this yes. thing. And um, some of the things that we saw, you know, through CityServe, you know, through, I mean, I think it was close to 50,000 people being the hands and feet of Christ through hunger, through school church partnerships, foster care initiatives, uh, you know, all kinds of different things leading up to this. And then after City Fest, there's still 
movement, you know, going on. Some of the things that are going on around the city serve continued on. I remember, yeah. you know, Hope Fest that happened, yes. you know, many years afterwards, and that was a that was an offspring of you know what happened yeah. with the churches. You know, five hundred churches coming together, uh, <laughs> you know, to do that. And so that's that's what we like to see. You know, we don't we don't feel like it's you know let's let's have an event and hope people show up, but it's really the church coming together yeah. and really uniting because you know again that's John tells us you know that that um, it's through the unity of the body of Christ that the world will know who Jesus is. And so that's really our heart, you know, at the Palau Association. So you yourself have been in the ministry as a minister, right? You're, 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 you're a part of the ministry, but you've never been a senior pastor in a church or Right. Yeah. Well, in, in Tucson, as I mentioned before, uh, I was serving as an executive pastor at a large church there. Okay. All right. And uh, and that's when I met you yeah. know the Palau Association, started working with them. But um, yeah, that was um, mo- most of my life. I've been ministry. I spent a little time in the corporate world as well. Um, but yeah, most of my time has been, uh, you know, in I guess what they call vocational ministry or full time <laughs> ministry. I'm very v- involved right now at this point in my life with work workplace ministries. Yeah. And you were probably doing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many opportunities and I, I don't like to call it vocational ministry because we're all called to <laughs> ministry, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, wherever we are, God has placed us there, whether we're a banker or, uh, you know, a pastor or, uh, you know, someone who works for the state. Yeah. Now you live in here in Arizona. You're in Queen Creek, I think. Queen Creek. So, Kentucky, as I call it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to pack a lunch for me to get there. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Um, so uh, an off- offshoot to you and your family, um, you've served as an executive producer for various musical albums, uh, videos, and singles. Uh Please share more about that part of your life. And your wife, Marisol, is a very accomplished uh, singer. Yeah. So let's hear about that. Yeah, that, that, that'll that probably be the best, my, my favorite <laughs> subject of this show right now. Um, I met my beautiful wife in Hermosillo, Mexico, back in the 90s. And uh, she was singing at an event uh, that I had organized, actually, and we had invited her to be one of the singers, and then we ended up getting married. Uh, but, yeah, she's produced uh, four full albums and then quite a number of uh, EPs and, uh, you know, other things like that. And um, so I've been instrumental in, in you know, being involved in, in helping her produce those. Uh, she just res- uh, uh, released a, a new single called Flow Through Me. She's she's a Latina uh-huh. recording artist. Okay. So translated, it's Fluye in Me, but it's it's called Flow in Me, and just did a, a devotional as well that's uh, on you version uh, that goes along with the, the single. And then I have two daughters. We have two daughters, a 22-year-old girl and a 15-year-old daughter. Wow. And are they instrumental or vocal? They both love music. <laughs> My younger one seems to be veering that way. She's, uh, she's actually going with me next week to... Uh, I'm going to be speaking at a youth conference, and she's actually leading the worship. So, oh, yeah. wow! So, has it always been around uh, contemporary Christian music, uh, e- e- even with your the work your wife has done, or elsewhere? Maybe you produced for somebody else. I don't know. No, no, it's just it's been really been with her, and okay. um, and so yeah, it's it's been with her, and it's it's been all you know Latin music, but yeah. Christ, Latin Christian music. So nice. So. Um, Gosh, I, I'm still um, I'm still amazed at the work. Whenever I, I'm around people that 
have been uh, serving and pastoring and calling people to the Lord, uh, that's heavy lifting. That's, that's a lot of work. And I know it's not about you, but what you do for that association has got to be huge. Uh, to to stay on point and and um, I don't want to say you ever get weary. There's probably times when you're physically weary, but your soul and your heart are always ticking. Yeah, and you're always in that, right? Well, I you know I would say I'd love to say Art that I never get you know discouraged or I never, but yeah, there are there are definitely times you know, and I, I think in, it's a natural thing of of facing discouragement and down times and things that maybe not go well you know or as we expected you know, uh, but you know you, you mentioned weary you know the Bible says don't don't be weary in well doing because you're going to sow if or you're going to reap if you if you faint not right, yeah. so that that really is an encouragement uh, encouraging scripture because. Because it really gives you that hope of you know just just keep plotting on be faithful that's that's the most important thing right is God has called us to be faithful the fruitfulness He'll take care of that you know the fruit but He wants us to be faithful and, and you know it's it's something I think that I've I've really admired even from uh, Mr. Palau before he passed away and even uh, the Palau family the Palau Association the people with whom I work is just. Uh, God's call to faithfulness, and and that's what that's what He wants from you know our lives, and everything else sort of falls into place, you know, when that happens. So I'm going to ask you uh, all of the traveling you've done with the Palau Association, um, different countries around the United States as well. Uh, what comes in mind to you as a favorite? A favorite, so outstanding you couldn't believe it miraculous yeah and at the other end of the spectrum afraid yeah yeah that's that's a good question i mean there there are different ones i mean there's so many uh, <laughs> come, but i would say last year we had the opportunity to be in pakistan for the first time and uh i think that was probably one that you, you know you said nervous uh, I was excited about the opportunities. God is opening up so many opportunities yeah. in, war, in 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 countries like that, like yeah. Pakistan, and to be able to stand on a stage in front of tens of thousands of people in uh, Pakistan. If you look at like a passport, it says Pakistan and the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. So I mean, it's it's wow. it's you know, and so for us to be able to have been invited there by churches and to be able to you know proclaim the gospel openly and see thousands of people respond to Christ um was just amazing it was surreal you know wow. to see that and so I would say that one probably just sticks out, you know, in, in the sense of uh, opportunity. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much opportunity. We just finished, you know, in November, we saw well over 200,000 people come together in Buenos Aires, Argentina, uh, for, you know, a festival there. Um, you know, and tens of thousands of people responded to Jesus Christ. So the opportunity, you know, is is there. The need is there. The hope, uh, you know, people seeking hope is is everywhere, you know. And so um, it's almost like in any country or any place you go to, and, and that's just other countries, you know, the U.S., you know, there's so many opportunities for the gospel. A lot of people say, oh, well, you know, people don't, you know, they're not responding to the gospel. Yes, people are hungry, you know. I mean, I remember being on a subway in New York City, uh, you know, a few years back, and being able to share Jesus with the person on the subway, you know, and we look at movies and we think, oh, people are so hard in certain cities, you know, in the U.S., but people are hungry. People yeah. are looking for hope. 
Right, and that trumps everything, doesn't it? Does. It, 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 it does. It take, takes over. So um, in, a, in a country, uh, uh, an Islamic country, that many people come forward for an altar call maybe or they're called to Christ at risk. They are. Right? Yeah, many of them, um, you know, the uh, some of the pastors that were involved in it, they, um, they had a, a little different way of response, you know, rather than, you know, coming forward, it's really just raising hand, which we usually do in most festivals. Yeah. Um, but many of these people, you know, uh, some of the pastors are saying, you know, these people are making a huge uh, commitment or risk, you know, with their family, with their religion, uh, but, you know, they're turning to God because they see the hope that's there. Yeah. So uh, in all of those travels and, and events uh, that go on uh, in the name of Christ, um, you festivals, city gospel movements, prayer, global networks, you've, you pretty much have seen it all. Uh, I mean— You've been in a, a part in in so many things, and I've just told, been told that we're almost at the end of the program. I'm just having fun here. So, um, uh, if if someone in our audience is in our listening audience wants to contact you or the association, how do they do that? Yeah, yeah, they can go to Palau dot org, uh, p a l a u dot o r g, and uh, just you know see what we're doing and what God has called us to do around the world. Um, I'm on that website as well, and so you know they, they can contact <laughs> me there through email. Levi Park and Luis Lu, uh, Palau Association, you are rescuers. And God bless you, and so glad you could be on the show today. Well, thank you. Thanks, Art. It's been a pleasure, and um, my hope is that as people here today, um, God's called us all to be rescuers Amen. in our world, and so— I encourage you to do that this year and see how you can, you know, be used by God to rescue somebody that needs. Amen, brother. Rescuers Thursdays at five thirty Arizona time on Faith Talk thirteen sixty KPXQ AM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 